1: Welcome to Damn America, a podcast that's very long sometimes, not today though. Hello, I'm Jake. (laughs) See what I did there with the A's? I'm Jake, the podcast with eight A's, like the Randy character. I'm Jake Flores. I love that. Alex Patak is here.
2: Hey, I'm Alex. I'm Jake and Anders, friend. Welcome back.
1: Anders Lee is here.
0: Anders Lee here.
1: Nice. And Clark (laughs) Jones, welcome to the show. What's happening
0: what's going
1: on oh not much man. Not much. Yeah. thanks for uh,
0: homecoming.
1: are you back in new york
0: no i'm talking about the dnc oh. It's like homecoming. Oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is the, like coordination.
1: Homecoming. the dnc we'll talk about that shit a little bit uh later it's on the it's my notes for today it's Pretty stupid. It's in the news, and it does not require much research to talk about. (laughs) Pretty much passively watch it and just lose your mind. I'm going to do an episode today, or we're going to do an episode um, pretty casual, comedian-style. We just riff on the news um, because I'm tired, because we just did a long, long, long series where I had to do a lot of research and make a lot of notes, and uh, most people emailed me and told me um, that they you know, really like those episodes and uh, they appreciate my hard work. Uh, I had one email from someone, though, that said that they hate them and they prefer when we just fuck around. So this episode's for you, big guy. I am not trying at all today. Uh... <laughs> hey, Jake,
2: send in more comedian-style episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo, man, I'll take it. If that's what you want, if that's what you people want, Ask Stop no reading.
2: More. <laughs> yeah. Rely on your natural intellect to just kind of know stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Set your destination to Rift City, folks. Um. We'll just Watch this it. be
0: like our saddest episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've I, I don't
1: know where this episode's <laughs> well, going.
0: Uh, they basically asked for Twitter as a podcast. It
3: sounds <laughs> like we're <Yeah. laughs> doing it's this like... for one person, just uh, dumbing down as much as we possibly can. I mean, one patron,
1: uh, you know, Won't but I mean, satisfying. It's not as though this is a thing we've never done before or don't do all the time, you know. I am kind of joking. I mean, this is just half the show, half the show's no. I made shit. it a
3: point to not take in any news or information uh, over the past week. I have no idea what's happening. I've been in a sensory deprivation tank, uh, I have no contact with the outside world, so this is going to be pure off the dome reaction,
1: yeah. like weird minimalist comedy like an anti-podcast podcast podcast where you are commenting on nothing yeah okay
3: the seinfeld of yeah
2: i know you guys can't see anders today but he is shrouded in shadow there is no
3: visible (laughs) part of him it's because of my
2: hat you see if i I only need conspiracy
0: theories from you yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell me where Nixon's men crossed the line and get the fuck out Anders,
1: See, the for DNC the listener was is actually
3: is, on the moon. The DNC was held in the moon's chambers. God damn it.
1: Which is oh, flat really
2: trust this guy.
1: The flat moon, by the way. It, for the listener, so we're doing this in like a zoom chat, and Andrews is wearing like a bucket hat like Fred Durst, but he's li- lit from the back, so he's just a silhouette. So he looks like Uh, someone on like a true crime show that's like, (laughs) and then you know,
3: (laughs) I have information about the DNC. (laughs) Well, see the great thing about this hat—it can be a bucket hat, it can be a Gilligan hat. If I flip it this way, it can be a detective hat. It can be a cowboy hat. It's it's uh, amazing. It, you guys got to really see this hat. I don't think it can I've, it. I posted photos it. of it. But my uh, girlfriend <laughs> is gonna break up with me if I don't stop wearing it soon. <laughs> yeah, she's like furious. At Ladies me hate when men hat. empower themselves with a good hat. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's the thing. This thing is my retirement fund because, as you guys can see, it has the temporary, temporary Washington football team logo because this season. They don't got a name. So Andrews
2: is now gesturing to his hat, which we cannot see because he is a shadow.
3: <laughs> it Wait. says there WAS it on the front oh. in the uh, colors. And Fret I bought F- this. Yeah, <laughs> wet ass All yeah. of their <laughs> ass sports.
1: <laughs> yeah, they probably didn't realize the wet ass pussy was coming out, so inadvertently, all they just have one year of merch that all looks very much like it says wet ass pussy on it.
3: Right, that's another reason I have. Yeah, this stuff is just gonna appreciate and value. It's gonna be so. This is so <laughs> 2020. They, they have. I bought a uh, mask, a COVID mask, which I'm not going to use because that's going to be the most 2020 shit in like 50 years. Going to be like, okay, people used to wear these masks all the time, <laughs> and you had an, an NFL team that didn't have a name; it just says Washington Football Team. Uh, that's going to wow. be worth. That's going to be so much. Wor- How so much, much, much do you
2: want for it? I'll give you anything you want. It's gonna I be have a to have this relic
3: of history. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Damn! No, well, I think you're onto something. You should collect as much of that merch as possible because it's weird.
3: That's yeah. I've already spent uh, over a hundred dollars, but like I said, it's going to come back in spades. It's, it's going to come back in spades. We're
2: off. It's we're, it's coming back.
3: I was also thinking that you don't look
2: like Deep Throat so much as you do uh, in Gangland when they have someone who is not allowed to talk about the gang anymore on yeah.
3: TV. <laughs> I just have voice modulation.
1: Yeah. I
2: don't, don't want to say it was Shug Knight, but it was Shug Knight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you say what Shug would Knight? Be
2: an-
1: <laughs> Shug. <laughs> shug, shug, shug. You said it with us. A- sometimes, sometimes
0: the blur out is really terrible on those gangland shows. Uh, like if somebody readjusts, you can see their face clearly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a big old yeah, yeah. oh whoa sorry I should have said that I definitely shouldn't have said my last name is LaPaglio yeah
2: we don't have time to shoot this uh, interview twice so we, we are going to air that but
0: hey, <laughs> you, the- you're probably going to die anyway so just you know, uh, just keep it going leave you know it know in be <laughs> awesome
3: is if they got someone who is involved in organized crime someone who is in the CIA and someone who used to work for the Ellen show and they gave them a podcast and they all had the voice modulation shit. So they're all like... "I wonder Ellen came in and just decapitated someone. Go, go ahead and subscribe to that Patreon. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I was married to Portia De Rossi for several years.
0: <laughs> she made me. Under that, if it's an Ellen employee, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not Ellen. I'm an employee. You <laughs> not do an air quotes, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> you sure are doing a funny dance in this anonymous interview. I don't
0: know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: wet ass CIA agent.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, a WAP agent. Um,
2: <laughs> you know what is one take I have not seen on the internet in the last two weeks is that the wet ass pussy video was a CIA operation. Mm.
0: I haven't seen that. Yeah, theory. Well, I am following
2: have- a combination of accounts
3: where he- that that output should have been given from this input. Mm. Well, people have speculated that it was planned to coincide with uh, Kamala being chosen as the vice presidential nominee because <laughs> they they have that image that came out the day after she was picked. That was, uh, I think. Biden was Cardi B. They they photoshopped his face in there, and then Kamala was uh, Meg The Stallion. And it was just a very disturbing photo.
1: Yeah, it was a deep fake. Uh, that wasn't real, by the way. It was a deep fake. They just want you to think Biden cans.
0: That worked what, what if he had big-ass titties under that <laughs>
1: I think his numbers would go up significantly, <laughs> like three points. Not, like, enough <laughs>
0: Like, tr- Trump would retweet them for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Come on, oh.
0: these,
3: man. Look at
0: these get jokes. Got those, those bets.
3: You know what I'm still waiting <laughs> for, though, is, and I'm very curious. No one knows what's going to happen with uh, Trump giving Kamala a nickname because I don't think he's done that yet. What What do you guys think it's going to be?
0: Crazy Kamala.
3: Crazy? Okay. We Crazy the now.
0: Crazy Kamala. With a K. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what is <laughs> missing? no 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 the kkk these did did y'all did y'all see him basically saying like he don't know bannon i'm sorry to switch that was so fucking funny
3: what i didn't i missed
0: this this was what all right so i had as a joke i was just like watch because he got arrested the night before Mm -hmm. and the, the, the next morning i'm like watch trump act like he never met bannon and then in the interview, he's basically like, "I don't know those three guys. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what's going on. I've never met any of those people who are clearly under arrest." <laughs> <laughs>
2: they sound like, like bad dudes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, those that sounds horrible. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that is.
2: His shamefulness is really like the most admirable thing about him.
0: It's it the the commitment to it and it's like i think even as comedians we're just like trained to like a commitment to a bit and like him acting like he don't know steve bannon <laughs> is just so fucking funny <laughs> yeah.
1: you can tell sometimes that he's kind of he can he knows he's fucking with people and he like cracks a little bit and then you know he's a real performer for sure he's been on camera a lot
0: they, they always fuck up because they'll have them but then they like journalists talk too much so like they'll have them in a the question but then they'll add something to the question and then he'll just reply to the part that was unnecessary you know yeah, man? yeah. like you work with steve Bannon, and even he's a close associate he's not a close associate he's not
1: he's like no no <laughs> what's the,
0: other part? the main part of the question the meat like, no, no 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 you said too much
3: uh yeah he answers you have to the heighten the scene yeah Yeah, he's great at just being in the moment and just being so confident that he doesn't know stuff that he's talked about in length like with david duke like he he's talked about david duke like uh in 2000 uh because he was involved in the reform party and then in 2016 and he's like i don't know anything about david duke i've never heard those words together never (laughs) pronounced them (laughs)
0: <laughs> i like to talk about the duke of earl who's a better duke he's the best duke
3: <laughs> <True. Next.
1: laughs> i think bannon's not getting enough credit for having not cut his hair during all of quarantine that's right. nice
3: responsible and choice
2: what
0: does he, he look like right now i haven't seen this man who's, like he hates skin care <laughs> like, like, like he has a personal problem with washing your washing his face
2: He's been doing racism to his own face. (laughs) And that's what
1: it looks like. Remember like (laughs) a couple years ago when uh, Twitter, everyone was just doing Steve Bannon looks like this, Steve Bannon looks like that, or whatever? The Mm -hmm. funniest one I think I ever saw was that Steve Bannon looks like the guy in a zombie movie who's trying to hide the fact that he got bit like a day ago. Mm. Uh... Like a little bit more dead. (laughs) (laughs) Him and Bolsonaro have that thing where they look just half dead. But they're like reanimated somehow. I don't know. But no, he has yeah. long, glorious, pretty- like silver hair. He looks like Jay Mascus or something.
3: I mean, he's got to catch COVID now. I bet that's going to happen, especially that he, now that he's going to jail. Well, he yeah. was social yeah. distancing,
1: though. He was on a yacht. He was, on a yacht. <laughs> he was <Right>. not cutting <laughs> his hair, and he was on a yacht, and he was saving his money. Not building a wall. True, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do you guys think
2: do you think Trump Trump has had COVID and just like kept it under the radar? Mm. Sure.
3: I mean when you're driving right. then...
0: Uh,
3: <laughs> I mean yeah. he might have the uh you know, the three Stooges syndrome from The Simpsons when Mr. Burns Goes to the Mayo Clinic and they're like, You have 10 diseases and they're all just like stuck in a door and they can't actually like affect your, you know, (laughs) abilities. I think that could be going on with Trump. So COVID could be one of them along with his many venereal diseases. I mean, all the venereal diseases for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Trump's got like syphilis, like he's a cowboy from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: He got whatever killed uh, the gangster. What, what, did, what, did, uh, Al Capone. what did Al Capone have? I Tax right? Cif- I think it
1: was Syphilis. Cif- Texas. <laughs>
0: Texas. He has that too. He's been not paying his taxes just like Capone.
1: Yeah. Syphilis Cif-
0: <laughs> Cif- is like. I think that's what it is. I think he just hasn't paid. Everybody's like, oh, we want to see your taxes." There are no taxes. He did not pay any. <laughs> yeah,
3: because he's a, a corporation. He is a human. This has not he- Right. He is no, the American legal ideal, a human corporation, and we don't make them pay taxes. Yeah, so, like, like everybody else, he doesn't pay. Them.
0: Right. Now, there's nothing. Gonna, there's nothing there. There's just like na as far as the taxes for the last ten years. Yeah, that's my that's my, you know, conspiracy theory.
1: Sure. Sure. Clark, uh, sure. <laughs> what are you up to man I've, uh, I've been checking out your new podcast uh classic black dudes cool man
0: thanks man it's um there's this uh push a t lyric that was um he says uh who else could put the hipsters with fellas and th- felons and thugs and paint a perfect picture of what selling it does and that's what really started my podcast it was just like people from these different walks of life um that I have that you don't normally see. So, like, I had a a, a, a gospel rapper, Reverend Dechazier he came on one week, and the next week we had Curtis Wall Street Carol, who does, like, TED Talks from prison. So it's just, like, these, these out-of-reaches um, of people looking at perspectives and things that's going on.
2: And you run this with Pusha T?
0: I uh, no no. no. <laughs> I stole an idea from Pusha T. Yeah. <laughs> Based on his oh, lyrics. No. <laughs> uh I would love to have Pusha like I would love to have Pusha T and Jake on an episode and <laughs>
1: just see <laughs> <laughs> in yeah, like,
0: we're gonna find something
1: for this episode. On. <laughs> uh, there might be something, so yeah, I bet we like to see it.
0: Eating your own cum, yeah, <laughs>
3: you know
0: how to get drunk off an orange, like my man Curtis Carroll. It's great, um, yeah. It's just like it, but it's it's mostly black dudes, and it and it centers around just like most of the guys on there are from my I'm a 90s kid, so like we kind of coming from that
3: perspective too.
0: The classic perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. cool.
3: Who's your favorite uh, group or artist growing up?
0: Uh, still Outcast, still great. Trap. Um, shit,
1: uh, uh, Foo Fighters.
0: Okay, <laughs> Foo Fighters. Wow.
3: They were good back anybody
0: in the day. Who, anybody who charted in nineteen ninety seven, I pretty much <laughs> am a fan.
1: I'm from the South, so Outkast is pretty big.
0: Yeah, Outkast is... I mean, that's that's about as classic as it gets. Um, yeah, the- Cast. and... Yeah, like any... I like most groups, white artists that my white friends hate. So,
3: like, I really got
0: into John Mayer when y'all stopped. Like, I really... I really got into, like, Nickelback when y'all stopped. Really? And he's just like, yeah, whenever y'all start to hate a, a musical artist, that's when I really dig into it. That's I got a, they so I got they a whole five-minute chunk on Creed on my album. <laughs> just because. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: Creed is underrated. I'll say it.
3: They got his. That is actually amazing because it's a that's a very white thing to uh, when a white band starts to like go on the decline, you disown it as a way of showing that you're not that white. Uh, oh, so for you to take it on, it must be so amazing to watch a white dude's like head scrambling. To be like, like oh wait no I actually do like them. I
0: mean they yeah. had a I mean they I I I, I mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay okay I mean, wait 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 I mean, wait is that why you do it because I've uh I've known a lot a natural... of I've gotten into music conversations with like black people and stuff growing up where like this will happen and I'll get a guy who's like oh yeah like the red hot chili peppers and i'll be like i can tell that you're trying to connect with me over this thing not knowing that i actually think it sucks and then i'm like wait yeah. a minute are you fucking with me on purpose because that's very funny if you're doing it but also you probably don't know <laughs> you know fucking really obscure punk music and shit that i listen to or whatever you know they wear
2: socks on their penises <laughs> in public yeah. that's unheard of yeah <laughs>
0: Well, I would I would I would say from the optimist side, yes, I will big up sixpence none the richer and like bands like that <laughs> but I'll, I'll never hate a band that white people like. I just will love the band that white people collectively have started to hate.
2: Uh, right, what they're done with after Spider Man two soundtrack, then we yeah. pick up Nickelback. Yeah.
0: I, mean, I, it, 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 all I can my... be your, your Superman. You know
3: what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's so I boring. remember
3: see I remember hearing when Chester Bennington died that there was actually a big following uh for Lincoln Park among the African American community. Some I mean obviously not all I of them. I knew it, that one. But, I was on uh, top
2: of this one. Yeah, Wind Wind that will- was surprising to me.
3: When he
0: did, when they did the mashup album with Jay Z, ah yeah, uh, we started. I started to like them less <laughs> because it's like this is just a little too on the nose. Like uh-huh. you just gonna, so like. <laughs> I liked crawling. Like these are good songs. You, don't, I don't. You gotta have Jay Z. It yeah. we did more for Jay, I think, than it did for Linkin Park. It
1: was definitely like mm-hmm. a business move on his it, part. It yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, this is your favorite He's... producer, Mike Shinoda. Like now, just come on, like, stop it. You from Marcy?
1: I I gotta let Mike
2: Shinoda rap on my song. He's so gifted. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. This needs Shinoda, Kanye. <laughs> 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 um... but you know
2: what it is? Is Linkin Park is like the closest a band can be to an anime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> an anime is such a hit with like. Uh, all these, like, young black kids that is like, yeah, logically,
0: Linkin Park is part of this for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> thought you, I, thought, I thought you meant visually. Like, you, <laughs> you showed a Linkin Park video to black people, and they're like, that's anime, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they all have, like, Chester Bennington early on had, like, um Liberty Spikes, like, bleached, huge yeah chunky spikes so he did look like a saiyan or a super saiyan rather mm-hmm. and then the
2: music videos man the early ones are like they're on like a, a holographic pyramid yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> singing to a sphinx and the sphinx comes alive
1: <laughs> the trump campaign back, go ahead <clears>
0: okay <throat> i was gonna ask which backwards in group do you prefer lincoln park or nine inch nails
1: well, it's a third answer trick question corn also no i'm sorry that's a backward mm. r oh. backward that's a r. Sorry. r i got it wrong completely
3: oh, okay. different genre
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you know you don't know white music
3: <laughs> i mean i i appreciate 9 inch nails as the Better band, just from like a music Here theory perspective, but I was a Anders
2: elitism of- coming, showing its ugly face. Well, but back I like. I never
3: was really that into Nine Inch Nails. I was more of a Linkin Park kid.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I, I yeah, I knew I knew just one Nine Inch Nails song coming up, and that was the thirty seconds they played of uh, "Fuck You Like an Animal."
3: Mm. Like honestly, a- I I heard the Johnny Cash. Uh, cover of Hurt before I really like started oh. listening to Nine Inch Nails. That was my first exposure to them, was three oh,
0: I, I was sure you were going to say oh, a Jotty Cash cover of a Linkin Park song. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, oh, I want to run away.
1: <laughs> 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 Everything you say to me <laughs> takes me one, one step, step closer busy. to the edge. And I'm about to,
3: you know, how we would do it. He gets on the break, too. Break. <laughs>
1: break.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm curious about this because obviously it's different with every person, like any other, you know, group of people. But, um, when you hear sort of like emo, you know, kids from the suburbs, like, uh, like kind of whiny stuff talking about how depressed they are, is that like funny to because I remember I just remember doing an open mic a few years ago and there's only one black comedian there and after the comedy the host was like I'm gonna play an acoustic set now and he got and he got on a guitar out and started singing this song about anxiety and I just remember looking over at the I'm not gonna name his name but I looked over at the black comedian it was and Dave was like, Chappelle he was trying to, <laughs> he was Drop trying it. really hard not to just completely bust out laughing
1: it was patrice uh, and the acoustic guitar was dimitri martin yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the scene was
2: so so big back then man but it
3: was like a serious song about having anxiety which is you know a <laughs> shitty thing that had, had an to open mic on. yeah uh <laughs> you gotta that's, work that out that is you yeah, gotta bring that to true. an open mic
1: no you're allowed that's to make true. fun of someone at an open mic for doing some shit like that it's a Absolutely. Yeah, but
3: he found it like I think funnier than everyone else, and I don't know if that. I mean, that could have been for any number of reasons, but I'm curious if that's if there's like you listen to like suburban kids complaining about you know homework and girls not liking them, and I mean obviously that's part of hip hop too, but like it
0: would be yeah it would be hypocritical for me to be like ah and then put on a Kid Cudi record. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry.
3: Nightmares are scary Here's (laughs) Cuddy with
0: Suicide mm, I'll take three Like (laughs) like Every song And I mean he's a good looking dude Yes he's from Cleveland But like You know Looking at him Off the 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 eye test You're like What you You know What you Or what are you suicidal about You know what I mean But I love Cuddy So I can't make fun of uh, Anybody Of any race Who's like Yo this sucks mm Mm-hmm.
2: I was so jealous when Kid Cudi got to replace Reggie Watts on Comedy Bang Bang for a season.
0: Oh, did he? I'd never, I never even a guy who's
2: like more famous than the entire show is just like, yeah, I'll just be the funny background guy, I guess.
0: I love it because I'm like, I will respect, but like other people make music besides Reggie Watts. It was just like a t- like every show <laughs> was like it was like Keen and Peel and Comedy Bang Bang. And like every show was like, well, there's only one black person who can make music.
1: That's it was weird, God. right? I it was a had run. The same thought, you know, but it's a little bit kind of. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say it, but
0: <laughs> right. It was just like, all right, we get it. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of musicians though. <laughs> how many cocaine nails do you need? You how need many, all of these jobs. How many acapella layers? Do you have to have before you're like, all right, this is enough. You know what I mean? Okay. It, like for friends, cool. Like uh Eric Andre, Keen and Pill, I get it, but it was just it was just twenty two thousand nine through two thousand thirteen was like the Reggie Watt show.
1: Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I, I know little. y'all don't want to oh, agree. I
0: know part. y'all scared to say it, but <laughs> y'all know it's true. No. Every intro to a comedy show was Reggie Watts.
1: No, I always thought there's this old Paul F. Tompkins album where he's making fun of jazz music, and he's like, you know what I hate when you watch jazz music is when they uh, all the musicians uh, laugh at, at like a jazz joke where you think, and what happens is they all you think they're gonna go what, and they actually go wow, and then they all oh. laugh. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to that, and I was like, this is what Reggie Watts does. Like this is exactly. Yeah. Is
0: yeah, and look, he's a comedy. I mean, a musical and comedy, just genius and a great, nice man. But they were stretching it real thin uh, for a few years with like everything. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah.
1: Yeah,
2: well, I don't have the power to come out against Reggie Watts like this, guys. I'm gonna, you're gonna need to get out to. of this episode.
0: I want to, I want a time machine <laughs> just so they could send it like a fake. I can be a fake Reggie Watts and send in music. Just to see if they know. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's uh, a that's
0: a Reggie Watts.
1: Have you seen the time like what a guy would do with a time machine versus what a woman would do with a time machine meme? What's <laughs> going on? It was <laughs> like a meme, and that would be Clark as the guy is just <laughs> undercutting <laughs> Reggie Watts, <laughs> applying to comedy, bang bang and shit.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too into comedy politics and stuff, but it's like, you know, you look at stuff like that and you go, all right, well, this is like a small group of people and everyone's kind of making these power grabs and there's this, like, Illuminati that's sort of running shit, you know, and it it changes who it is every once in a while and stuff, and it's like, yeah, it was just the same people passing stuff back and forth, you know, and it's not a good system. It it was... it was like a
0: loop, in a way. Like, they were like, look, we're gonna make all comedians... Super rich for four years, but y'all better get it as much as you can get, because after that, it's it's back to Louis C.K., Right. Well, <laughs> also, We're
2: disgusted by them now.
0: Yeah. It's back <laughs> to making people who hate y'all rich again. Yeah.
2: The mom. better shit people did in like 2012 in the name of alt comedy. Kristen Shaw has a special where she comes out, does not do anything for like six minutes, and goes away, and it's on HBO. That's a fucking insult, man. That's so offensive. I, <laughs> did, I did a music I festival. You,
1: I did a music festival during this year, and I was walking around, and what, at one stage. Kristen Shaw was doing like a, an exercise. Like a, like a bit where she was just like kind of wearing like Jane Fonda stuff and just loud music was playing and doing exercise dancey stuff. And I was like, I don't know what the context here is. But I guess it's some kind of joke <laughs> has to do with the fact that you're on a loud stage and stand up's probably not going to work very well. I was going to go check something else out. And then I walked to this other stage and uh, another comic, what's her face? Uh, fuck, names escaping me. But another comic was doing the exact same thing. And I was like, what the fuck is comedy? It's just doing it, like <laughs> jokingly. Ironically acting like a commercial from 10 years ago, like that Tim and Eric thing was just kind of everywhere. Everything
0: was ironic, everything was ironic for like it still might be. I don't know. And I say all this just because it's funny to me. I don't, whatever bag you got to get, cool, make your money. But (laughs) it is funny to me to see the irony.
3: The best one I saw this was around that time, too. There's this guy I would see around who all he would do for his entire set was just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I've definitely yeah, seen that. Yeah, remember what this is. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it for like three minutes. And the inflection would change sometimes throughout the yaz. Um, mm-hmm. A That's lot an, of an acting exercise. They like teach you that
2: if you go to act, take an
3: acting class. Sure. Well, yeah, they'll do the uh, A, B, C, like two people having a conversation. But this was just one guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen, and hopefully y'all won't say like, oh, no, that's hack." But uh, in Canada, there was a guy who did a bit where he was like in a full black leotard, face, head, covered, all of that. And he just had like an iPad on his chest. And it was him on stage, but... The video was of him doing his set and the body was him doing act outs. <laughs> you, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you ever seen anything like it was just like, oh, so and so couldn't make it tonight, but he sent a video and on the iPad is, is him doing his set, sitting down,
1: pretending to be sick, and oh. the it's really him on stage. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Alt comedy. Yeah, it was like, it's amazing. It had some like great points like that. I think it was a movement and it was kind of reflective of like where people's heads were at about certain things. And it is interesting that it kind of pings pongs back and forth between like, you know, the fucking normie O and a crowd and then that shit being popular. But the thing that they have in common, all these different groups of comedians is like, you know, and I was just, well, we were just talking about this, like kind of Illuminati thing and like uh Reggie Watts getting all these jobs is that um, especially, I guess it especially bugs me with the alt comics cause they claim to be kind of fairly liberal or whatever. Is that uh, it's only fucking twenty people because like yeah you said like they made, they only made themselves rich for like four years but they also only made themselves rich. A lot of those people pull the ladders up behind them and you know maybe you know the 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 way they would explain them like helping other people out is I got my well, one friend a job you know I brought in like one other person or whatever but right you, there's very it's few it's socialist usually, comedians.
0: Yeah, they, it's usually your closest person who probably wrote some of those jokes that you that got you the deal you know what i mean yeah. but and then it's still not even like uh, it's it's a lot of that man when you look at any subsector, any like oppressed or underrepresented group it's like what happens when you do get in do you bring um the culture with you or do you just bring your two or three of your friends with you And are are you bringing them with you? Are they already destined because they're with this group or this agency? It's, it's, I I had to learn a lot about that. And just by watching and seeing, like, okay, it's certain people like, oh, you got a show? I'll definitely be good. Like, but my biggest break has come from non comedians. Mm, Yeah. You know, like, and that's from just God. unfortunate, but it is what it is. You said from God. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, <laughs> the funniest, the funniest person.
1: Yeah, yeah. God is an edge lord. He's the biggest edge lord of us all.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so counterculture.
1: He's a cruel <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know you gotta gotta get out of here in a little bit, so I would want to ask your thoughts on some political stuff. Well, as long as we're doing what our shows ostensibly supposed to do, uh, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about Kamala a little bit. I know that this is kind of old news at this point, yes. but I was thinking about Kamala recently because <laughs> I was—I've been reading her dad's. So her dad, her father, was a Marxist professor at Stanford University uh, in like the '70s, and it's kind of funny because he's kind of made some statements in the last year on her primary campaign trail and stuff about how uh, he doesn't appreciate. Um, her thought, her views on like marijuana and stuff like that. He even called her at one point like an identity politics person. She's pretty funny. Um, yeah, he had a lot of smoke. For his <laughs> <laughs> you
2: gotta see
1: her
3: again all the time. So how's that work? <laughs> well, that's the thing is he doesn't see her. There's like one photo of them from the past, uh, the
0: eighties like, or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but.
3: I think there's one with like some family reunion or something, but after there was a um, divorce settlement and he hasn't really had much contact with his daughter since then. And he blames that on it's it's weird because it's sort of like what we would consider today a men's rights argument because he blames the state of California for saying that for assuming that men can't take care of children. Which is ultimately, I think, like a patriarchal idea, (laughs) and also even more capable.
2: We have big, strong arms. Joe Biden has huge tits to feed his kids with.
3: (laughs) I know those (laughs) BATS. But he also said that, um, (laughs) like, there's they. He felt that they were stereotyping as because he's Jamaican that that he wouldn't be able to uh, raise children. Um, So there's maybe (laughs) some racism there too.
0: Yo. I hate to talk about privilege amongst oppressed groups, but that is a <laughs> privilege as like family argument. Like, wait, y'all fell out over an essay? <laughs> is, that, is that really, like, what, is everything else so great? It was like, did you read this intellectual compass? It's like, yeah, I hate it. Okay, I'm not coming back to Thanksgiving <laughs> here again. That's just, like, that's so highbrow of, of a thing to cause a rift in the family. You know well, it's like I mean?
2: intellectual, but then a lot of the stuff he's saying is c- kind of distilled down to like, I hate everything you stand for as a public figure, which is okay. a big
0: <laughs>
2: issue you're going to yeah. have.
0: <laughs> no, that's real. That's real. I mean, yeah. No, that's, that's fair. If it's a, like on a bigger idea, all of your ideologies, like if some every time I say something, my dad was like, no, then yeah, I would probably skip his but, retirement party
3: but imagine if see he but they they were taken away from him when she was like five uh and mm. he you know had since then has had a very limited you know communication with her and uh Maya her sister but imagine if he had Rudolph, <laughs> yeah, <it's not> Rudolph. <laughs> a bigger hand in teaching her and well, I think he, there's a chance he would have made her marxist so she wouldn't have become, you know, a prosecutor. Maybe she would have been like an a activist or a, a city council person or, you know, gone. She had totally different politics. I'm know? sorry. Yeah. You got
2: me very stuck on if Maya Rudolph was Kamala's
3: sister. <laughs>
2: that would be such a fucking racket because she plays her on TV and that you shouldn't be allowed to do it like that. The rich get richer.
3: That is interesting <laughs> to have someone with your sister's name play you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and her dad's name, Donald, that's confusing.
3: Oh my god. Maybe that's, that's
1: why she true. hates him. She's like Will the- she
2: be able to stand up against Donald Trump? And knowing Donald he shares the name? Yeah,
3: that's uh maybe his nickname for her will be like my little daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is is that that is is the
2: is weirdest fucking angle <laughs> he could have possibly gone
1: they said when uh they were workshopping <laughs> or they were like vetting vp candidates that they one of the things they considered is what is the nickname gonna be from trump that's how little oh, these really? people have they're seriously like we'll get owned if his, if, he's, if you've got a funny name that he can make fun of it's fucking embarrassing Do you
2: Do think it's it's that's why she didn't get it do you think it's fun to be like a campaign manager right now, like a full-time political <laughs> operative, just having the dumbest job in human history?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no responsibility uh, for anything because it's already set up to be, who's going to take the blame if he doesn't win? Mm. It's already yeah. set up. Yeah. So yeah. what are the stakes if you're it's just like, all right, either we win and you know get what we want or don't win. We already have set up. Whose fault it is? So the stakes are very low to be working on these campaigns. Well, that's why and
2: like that Roger in the
1: numbers too. That's why like Roger Stone is like good at that sort of shit. You need somebody who's completely nihilistic and black-filled and just doesn't give a fuck and sees people as yeah things to move around.
0: Oh, giving a fuck is where you lose. That's where you start losing when you start giving a fuck.
3: That's what happened to Bernie. I hate to say it. But he you know can't give too
2: much of a fuck. <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll, I'll say
0: this here on this podcast. As a Bernie supporter, I don't think he ran a good campaign. Yeah. I don't think do Yeah, There's a lot of faults I find, not in his g- being genuine, but he is not a good politician.
1: He's, oh yeah, okay. he's kind of likable because that's he's fair. not like you can tell he's an anti-politician, yeah. so we like him. But he's not good at there's parts of it where you oh. need messaging and shit like that, and like he didn't feel, that, that he worked didn't feel for him up until
2: life. being the president, right? You now like, that,
1: that's what got him in the door as an insurgent. But there were plenty of times when he would be talking, and I'd be yelling at my TV like I I can explain this concept better than you are right now because <laughs> yeah. he's being asked yeah. about like race and stuff like that, and there is. It's not that difficult to explain how, like, race and class intersect and class justice is, you know, a baseline upon which racial shit can't happen without it. But he would just go start playing the fucking tape recorder every time and just go on, like, the top 1% of the, you know? the, the one
0: Yeah, the one top 1% shit. Like, that's just not – and, I mean, that goes to a deeper thing of, like, people not feeling like he'll listen and this is where I get in trouble with people. People don't think I'll change until I understand why I need to. And I think that's why I related to Bernie because <laughs> it's just like, oh, no, he feels like <laughs> what he's doing is right and not, not in the name a damn person. He will come to the right viewpoint, but it has to be on his own timing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're both tough funny. cookies yeah we're just me and bernie just both losers. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get 10 minutes at most at, we just can't help stage. ourselves yeah oh it's hard to watch let's well, <laughs> doing our, our same 10 minutes over See, we are weekend. like
2: we're at a point where i think a lot of people take issue with the way his campaign was running but it's not all for the same reason like there's a mm-hmm. there's a whole uh, uh uh like uh fucking block of like post-ironic uh, online people who go immediately for the like uh, he was too identity politics. He was too soft. Yeah, all those he speeches he
3: started be.
1: by going, oh, my name is Burnley Sanders. My pronouns yeah. are he, him. He, him. <laughs> Kamal's dad yeah, is one of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then the, But mean, then on right? the other side, there's like all these people who are like, he wasn't nice enough to the rest of the democrats and it's like well i that's, don't think that either like bullshit. those people are fucking dogs yeah
3: i mean <laughs> the problem is there's nobody with his politics very few people i mean they're starting to be who are like trained in running a national campaign and like the finesse and the real politique that you need as right. a politician to be able to do things like i don't know criticize your opponents like actually yeah. have a consistent message, and not be too afraid to say like Joe Biden is a liar, uh, right. and you know polling like they didn't. It, and and we've seen one of the big you know things with DSA in the past few years has been like all that shit about messaging, TV ads, and uh, all that stuff the campaign consultants bring in. We can throw that out the window. We don't need that in a local campaign. We just need volunteers. We need uh, to door knock and do it that way. And that definitely works for small campaigns, but if you have a national campaign, you need a, a more comprehensive messaging strategy. You need to do uh, focus groups, you need to like do push polling and stuff. And he didn't he thought he didn't need to do that because he was running it like a national like a campaign in Vermont when it's the whole We'll
0: country. just tell the truth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And
1: oh, well that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for this it's, country yeah, I Even think it's while You're facing
0: an
2: opponent with huge natural titties. <laughs> who's going to win at the end of the day?
1: Yeah. The, the
0: G and T of the General National Titties. Of-
1: <laughs> yeah, top one percent. Of those titties, you know, fill uh, in the bur- bit. There's enough. Bernie bits. We, out we've there. had four wow. years oh, of an orange. Oh.
2: We've had four years of an orange fatty. It's time we America had some big natties. <laughs> that's biden you're doing yeah i didn't put much effort into it <laughs> neither did he so yeah
0: that's fair
1: clark i know you got a bounce man thanks for joining us it was fun kicking it for a little bit uh please plug all your stuff before we get out of here so my listeners know where to find you
0: well follow me everywhere at the clark jones t-h-e-e clark jones um classic black dude podcast and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, hip happenings, and big-ass titties <laughs> on everything that I do. So, come for the titties, stay for the titties.
1: All right, man. I'll yeah. see you around. All
0: right. Yep.
1: Um,
2: Come for the titties, stay <laughs> for the titties.
1: Anders, did you... So, I read some of Donald Harris's, like, theory stuff. It was kind of interesting. I, I, I was kind of having trouble finding information on him, and I actually oddly enough, found a lot of it compiled on his key wiki, which he has one.
3: <laughs> Good resource. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's not, like, obviously I don't agree with why they compiled information on it, but there's just, like, a lot of links and stuff there. Um, and so I read a piece of his about, it was a critique of another professor and the first professor, this guy, Tab, had sort of, like, t- theorized of uh, the black ghetto in the 1970s or whatever. As a like a colony, like he's using the framework of colonization uh-huh. to explain you know this is like a colony, but it's on our own soil, so then Donald Harris comes back around and uses Marxism to kind of explain why that's like an unnecessary argument, and it's just exploitation um it's not i guess super exploitation is the word he was kind of using. I don't know it's kind of interesting. what'd you think? a mega blast.
3: Yeah, I just had a chance to, to skim it, but I was reading some other stuff of his and it was interesting because, yeah, I, I think his argument there is, you know, just about, uh, I, you know, I don't think he was like, he just wanted a little more analytical precision there. Um, and, you know, to point out that, like, black Americans are integrated into the, like, the econ- on an economic level, it's not as separate as a colony would be. Um and I think part of that comes from I read more about his background uh, and he's from Jamaica. And it's an interesting uh, story because he is the son and the grandson of like a, a small business owner who ran like a dry goods store in Jamaica and his his family like owned land. Um, so I think coming from that perspective, he had like more nuance to like i mean obviously jamaica and the united states very different places but jamaica was you know like a post-colonial place at that time so um i think he came to it with more nuance uh it was interesting in the piece it's actually a very touching piece he wrote about uh family and like his heritage and he, he does write um about his his daughters a little bit too um but what's interesting, it, it's on jamaicaglobalonline.com. And he writes uh, my certain my lines word, in the uh, Jamaican patois. Um, Are you going to do this? <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to do it. I'm not going to do it. I will point out, though, just saying, it's interesting that he will quote the dialect and write in the dialect. And for come, he spells it C U N. Really, it's I. Th- that was sort of flummoxed me because Boom. it sounds the same either way. <laughs> so, like, he'll change boy b o y to b w o y. Oh, that makes sense. You know, that's that's a difference in the pronunciation. That's phonetic. Come sounds the same if it's c o m e or c u m. So okay, I-
2: where does your mind's eye go when you read it? <laughs> kind of to a sexier place, right? Yeah, and kind it of puts a whole new. Uh, Instagram filter on the essay now. <laughs> you're
1: you're Maybe right, that's what he was right for, yeah. near the beach, is where your mind's eye goes, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> no, but he was a Boy. great. He is a great mind still, and um, the, the one of the most interesting takeaways was he was uh, in his, I think, the um, decision for the California University System to give him tenure or not, sort of like promote him or whatever one of the considerations against promoting him is that a big part of his career was to debunking like neoclassical economics, like the, these just sort of doctrines that, you know, wages need to be low or interest rates need to be low low and economic growth is good. All this stuff he would really hone in on and point out that's actually bullshit. Um, And because of that, they didn't want a, him to go to excel too much in the university system because they described him as a possible uh, Pied Piper because he's a, like a really like charming, charismatic right. guy who is going
2: to take all the kids.
3: Yeah, he would lead them to Marxism is what they were scared of. And that's why yeah. they took his kids away from him. Possibly. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he advised the uh, Jamaican government f- a little bit, too, and um, I think they made some improvements. Uh, yeah, he's a really fascinating guy. Uh, this st- yeah, no, this essay is very – oh, his middle name is – that's crazy. It's Donald J. Harris.
1: Whoa. He's Jamaican Trump.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Trump is Kamala's daddy just like we worried about and he's going to make a whole political thing out of it
1: <laughs> uh, many 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 people are saying life. many <laughs> many <laughs> what's the Trump thing I fucking. he has like 10 things beautiful <laughs> botas. <laughs> I've got the finest coconuts uh, I don't know
2: I wish that was a thing Trump said. Sometimes uh, that'd be <laughs> that'd be a new angle for him.
1: I was trying to make it like he's Jama- he's a Jamaican dude, but I don't know. But he's also Trump. It's all mixed together, you know. Mm. Mm.
2: <clears throat> you know what? We're gonna flesh this one out. We're gonna come back to it.
1: <laughs> nah, it's like getting already weird racially
2: oh do you think so i (laughs) I think we can it's not too late for us to pull it off man
1: (laughs) i don't know jamaican is one of those sheets jamaican (laughs) is one of those accents that's like it's it's in the it's almost in like the italian space where it's just yeah cartoony you know
3: not quite yet yeah i i had a halloween for one year when i was a kid i had a um rasta wig um that they sold at the, it was like a, you know, a Rasta hat with dreadlocks and, yeah. uh, I was trick or treating and one of the doors we knocked on this guy, this old guy opened it and I heard he had, it, he was Jamaican and he had a Jamaican accent. Oh, no! So I just like, <laughs> I ripped off the wig and stuffed <laughs> it in my bag. And he asked me what I was. And I was like, ah, uh, I'm, I'm just, a fool. I'm a fool. I'm a yes. child and a fool. <laughs>
2: I don't deserve any candy.
3: <laughs> but I since then, you... I was like, I, "Yeah, I shouldn't." <laughs> that's bad. I, now I understand why
2: that's bad. Well, it's a very '90s thing to do. Yeah, I, I feel I've, there was like a, a, a shimmering period in American culture. Where it was like, wear the sombrero. Go ahead. <laughs> We're celebrating everyone here. No yeah. one will be mad. It's just a sombrero.
1: Well, why don't you're we a... go uh, trick or treating in it. you you should be allowed to wear the sombrero. I did a joke about this once. A long time ago. Yes. To the I, I am
3: it. wearing a sombrero now. I just, I just shifted it. There we go.
2: Yeah, Anders has shifted his hat into a, a beautiful sombrero.
1: It's <laughs> grown two to three times in size. It's weird that they make dread, fake dreadlocks hats and sell them to kids because dreadlocks have like a meaning in Rastafarianism and stuff like that. But the sombreros, I- not. It's a big hat. It's you're just a fucking... Sombre-
2: the sombreros, the meaning is the sun is very
1: hot today. The funny... Yeah. Like, the, and you what? should use this hat. Yeah. Like, I never understood it. The... It's not... There's no ceremony where like they put the sombrero on you when you turn 13 and you become a man or something like that. It's not. <laughs> <like, laughs> it's, it's a festive hat. Sometimes they put like rhinestones and shit on them.
3: Right. I think that... Yeah. That, I do think the the appropriation stuff can go a little too far because the like the conclusion to it right. is like okay i guess i should only wear shit that's made by and for white people like yeah or right. get we need to work out Foo some woo. sanctioned thing where it's like
1: <laughs> for us white is us? okay
3: for for <laughs> us white <laughs> us <Foo> woo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's just like old English judge wigs.
1: <laughs> f- 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 <laughs> <laughs> four whites by <five> whites. <laughs> like the anime people say. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, <Ooh-woo. laughs> <laughs> <Hello. laughs> One stereotype ooh, though. Do I look white? Ooh. Oh man, dude, <laughs> it'd be so funny to make like Fubu style clothing, but it says ooh on the side of it, and you sell it to basement people.
2: And this is the kind of stuff we have to do, because the shirt industry makes money, folks. This is one way <laughs> that the economy is still functioning, and that is in funny t-shirts. Mm.
3: Well, you know, one... Uh, did we buy t-shirt. a t-shirt
2: machine? <laughs> Who did? Didn't we buy a t-shirt oh, machine? Oh, yes. That's so, or is one it one a label point.
3: machine?
1: Oh, well, you know, okay, so we don't have a screen printer. I was thinking about getting one of those at one point. Um, and then also... I ordered us a label printer, and uh, when COVID happened, all bicycles in America were sold, and they were out of stock for, like, months. Still kind of hard to get one, like, out of the factory or whatever. And those label printers, everyone started selling shit from home. So, like, those, like, label printers that you use to print out uh, shit for, for mailing and stuff and merch and with the scale and all stamps.com bullshit, they <laughs> sold out immediately. And uh, I... I just it never showed up, so I called the company. I ordered this shit in March, and they were like, "The earliest we can have it to you is in December, right?" And we like I already sold. What? Yeah, they they have to make them all from scratch because like they sold every label printer on Earth when quarantine happened because everyone's selling shit from home. So like, uh, yeah, I just go to the post office. All right, I, I've, I've, the
2: production uh, in our society is fucked up. We have bought that label printer. You you should give it to us now.
1: I I can't let us take
2: control.
3: Ah oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. We need Donald Harris to advise us on our microeconomic uh, decisions. Um, right. One Jamaican right. stereotype that he does not he he does not like and is not fond of uh, is the marijuana smoking. And this came what about out daggering after <laughs> you know Kamala Harris after. Years, years upon years of being a D.A. and then an attorney general throwing people in jail in, you know, piss cells with, you know, the piss smell and just suffering and wallowing because they had a joint on them in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, she says now she has a you know, revelation when she starts running for president that she's OK with legalizing marijuana. And on The Breakfast Club, she's like, yeah, it gives people joy. I am i used to smoke weed. I'm Jamaican. And then her <laughs> father. Oh, fucking God. Someone, one of his, I think it was one of his friends who uh, runs uh, this, this website, asked him about it, and he was like, um, he wanted to disassociate his family from this travesty. It's like a nasty stereotype about Jamaicans. That they don't smoke marijuana,
1: or that they uh, do smoke marijuana.
3: They do smoke marijuana. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, that's an even
2: nastier do. rumor. People are getting started.
3: Yeah, that, that, that they that, don't I, smoke marijuana. I would be a little more upset with that. Yeah, although, yeah, I'm more of a creative person these days. But uh, that is the worst rumor. Yeah. That's- Back when I was a stoner, <laughs> my roommates would. Uh, one of my roommates didn't like me leaving my pipes and shit around because, like, like what if I bring. Someone over who doesn't love weed, and my response at the time was like that. I need twenty-four hours notice anytime you bring a non-weed lover into this space. Yeah, um, which I think is the appropriate measure. Uh, That's fair of you. Yeah, I warn people now that I don't. I barely smoke. That uh, that I'm coming. Look um, out!
2: I don't smoke. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing way harder stuff now. Yeah. Not it's uh, not
3: harder. It's it's the same level of
1: I'm shoemaking I don't love weed and I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> spelled in a really specific way.
2: Yeah. Should, should we talk about the DNC at all? Did you guys watch it?
1: I watched What'd a little bit watched? of it, man. So it's so it so long. It, it's just like four, five, six straight days. Of nonstop like Tim and Eric level absurdity, I uh, I caught clips the first couple days and then I watched a little bit last night and I fell asleep because a bunch of bullshit went down. But I uh, did you see like the first night stills from Crosby Stills Nash and Young played that song of Stop Everybody Look What's Going Down and then is that who that was? uh, Yeah. Except that old boomer guy, just the weird rando old guy uh, who's playing the guitar and singing on the left is stills. Then there's in front of a green screen, and the green screen it's like American flag, but it's red and blue to symbolize like the unity. And then to the right, there's some actor, some black actor. I, I can't remember exactly why this person was there, and he was just doing interpretive dance while wearing like a Hamilton costume and a cape. It, was, it looked like... Fucking Adult Swim. Like, it was, like, unreal that this is <laughs> the fucking uh, the party that's probably going to win, you know? <laughs> um, but
2: it's so... This is... Okay, so after 2016, I was very clear in that, like, I will never watch another one of these conferences again. This is the most embarrassing thing to suffer through. Unless, like, some big political decision I have to see is coming out of it, I will not watch this again. I did see that video of the song and it just it was on the first day and it just blares for everyone watching every audience member in America be like hello this is a party for people over the age of 65 we're playing these songs we have celebrities from 50 years ago get amped up we have Billie Eilish on she's confused
1: (laughs) yeah what the fuck was she doing there I watched last night a little bit and they had Julia Louis-Dreyfus do like the she hosted Didn't for she a little bit. Did she stand No, she did like really really tense, tight, curt like um like Oscar's kind of humor. Like she MC'd for a little bit and she was like, "Mike Pence is the current vice president. On my show, I also play a vice president, but mine <laughs> is ultimately less ridiculous. And then it just, you know, that's the punchline. Then it moves somewhere else. Like it was fucking sucks. That's
3: that's at least a joke. They they the the other thing she did, uh and this kind of goes back to the old comedy thing we're talking about earlier, because this was kind of a staple of that, is she kept pronouncing it Ponce and she's like, I believe it's pronounced Ponce. And there's no like real joke behind
1: well, that the joke
3: was it's supposed to like be this-
1: so the joke started when she was talking to andrew yang and they were talking about how people can't pronounce kamala and so the the joke is like them mispronouncing this stupid white name mike pence because like because people can't pronounce because people mispronounce kamala so they're like mika pence uh-huh. how do you but then they st- I
3: believe that happened. Why Does that actually happen? Like what what's the off here, pronunciation Why for not Kamala? choose a, a white name that's actually hard to pronounce? Well,
1: it's like because there's
3: a lot of them. The, no, mine. that's that's
1: the joke though is that it's not hard. So it it sounds kind of I think I'm explaining the joke. I mean, it's their fucking joke. I don't have to defend it. But it's yeah. so what the problem is though. The goddamn thing is like 4 hours long or whatever. So like you you they set up that joke and I guess they just kept like um doing callbacks to it, but like it's not as though I mean, you have to watch this shit from beginning to end to sort of catch what they're calling back to. It just melts yeah, away after so. a while.
3: Ugh. yeah. It was really depressing, especially cause that's the, uh, for what it's worth, the um, Buffalo Springfield song. Uh, that's about like Vietnam protests, You know, which was when we had a Democratic president. I'm not sure what the point is. It's the
2: response of the old left that you stop and look what's going down and then continue to make no changes as to how that went down in the first place. Yeah. And those are the people in charge. We're going to take control of America the way we took control of Vietnam. (laughs) Get amped.
3: Start door knocking for Joe. (laughs) well the the thing i kept thinking about throughout the convention was what would have happened if bernie had gotten enough delegates to clinch the nomination and i couldn't think of any other conclusion but they would have just not done it they would have like maybe done like two or three speeches and then done the roll call maybe they wouldn't even broadcasted anything they just would have done it in like a closed door situation They
2: still have John Kasich's speech. (laughs) (laughs) It's just him in a field being like, No!
3: Damn it! Him and Chris Matthews being decapitated. (laughs) Uh, uh, The dog.
1: Man, that would have been so
2: funny.
1: (laughs) I'd just say if Bernie had won, then what the fuck they would have done for this? You you would have just been like this shit where you could tell they hated it, but you're right. They probably would just cancel it. They probably say because of COVID or something, you know?
2: Yeah. It's, it's really an optional party. They won't throw it. If you know, the insurgent takes over.
3: Well, the, the thing is, it's good to have these things. If you want to win because it, it's supposed to, to fire up your base, right? And that's who watches it is democratic party loyalists. But they did. They made very little effort to actually appeal to those people because, especially the first couple nights, it was almost completely aimed at like Republican moderate, yeah, moderate Republicans. Which what happens is we get to
2: relive 2016 forever, (laughs) which we all saw coming and is now just happening. Beat for beat, and we just get to mm, ah eat that up yeah. for another. What month is it now? I've completely lost track of time. It's August. <laughs> Three months of this shit of just them like trying really hard to talk about how Reagan was really good at bringing Americans to the same kind of movie plexes, and then they go to the polls and they're like I don't know what's happening the numbers are so close now
1: yeah we're in like a Russian doll situation for sure the to Andrew's your point like about uh, this appealing to no one the uh, ratings on this are like garbage they're like losing to reality TV and shit no one's watching yeah. this probably not a good sign
3: yeah and nobody who's A swing voter is watching it it's it's just people who love the democrats or people like us who are insane and subject ourselves to this shit maybe they're just trying to make money
1: off of like the hate watches and stuff like that
3: yeah (laughs) right yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) like i'm on this show and i still refuse to watch it that's (laughs) how bad this shit is (laughs) um and this is a redundant point that I think like, we've made and everyone's made for the last while, but clearly the function of the Democratic Party is not to beat the Republican Party. It's to keep us out, and they've already done it, so now they can just limp fish their way across whatever happens, because either way, the out- the outcome does not change for the ruling class. Right. Yeah. I mean, I...
1: <laughs> Dude. Sorry, I hate to interject here. This just reminded no, me of something. Right. So there is like a comic who uh, is cool, but you know, comedians are idiots. Like uh, people, no one fucking understands any of this shit. Why would you? You spent your whole time doing comedy, right? Uh, kind of made like an epic tweet the other day that went viral, and it was like you know, vote for Biden. You're privileged if you don't, or uh, right. And then the comments, some reply person was like, um, uh yeah, we don't negotiate with terrorists, you know, which is like a really weird point to make. They're saying like, why do we have to, uh, to appeal, appeal to the left? We don't negotiate with terrorists. And it's funny because like, you gave John Kasich like a headline spot. That's a motherfucking terrorist. That's your enemy. And you're saying, you know, we have to appeal to them or whatever. Um, but then this person got someone right below them. Sorry to just talk about Twitter on the podcast, but Someone below them found a picture of that person's mom hanging out with Donald Trump and Galen Maxwell.
2: <laughs> oh yes, ah! okay, I did see this. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. It it's inc-
2: rare you get like such a picture perfect burn like that.
1: My it's incredible God. how many people Ghislaine Maxwell has hung out with. That like a ran- you just find She's a random so Twitter popular. person. They should have had her at the I convention.
2: Wish.
3: They yeah, should have had her. She's
1: like in the background of the uh, about- Elizabeth Warren thing, like with the BLM blocks or whatever. I
3: mean, <laughs> all she needs to do is criticize Trump, do a slay queen against Trump, and then. And she if you want to sway Republicans,
2: resistance. who's better at doing that than the person who has a video of them fucking a
3: child?
1: Who's better at organizing young people than Ghislaine Maxwell, you know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> god that that's the nauseating thing about this and it is the same as 2016 uh i thought it might be a little better this time because biden's a, a dude um and you know and there was some like there was a lot of intense enthusiasm for clinton and that uh, because you know largely because that is historic to have a, a female president but biden uh that just doesn't exist for him you know there's no one who's like Foaming at the mouth to see him in the White House. I mean, maybe some with with Kamala, but but there's so little enthusiasm for him, and and for him to win would be unprecedented to, because it's very difficult to unseat an incumbent. Uh,
1: incumbent.
3: It's, what's that? I was just commenting. Com, that incumbent. That's yeah. in I was just commenting on.
1: That. <laughs> Do you think Donald Harris but, calls um, his bent. his daughter Kamala? <laughs> Hey, honestly,
3: really. I maybe yeah maybe that's the Jamaican way to say it. I don't know, but uh, sorry, that's right. He but um, <laughs> he he uh, yeah, there's so little enthusiasm uh, for Biden. So for him to win is I just can't think of any historical precedent where this has happened. But there's no nonetheless- the
2: numbers are already dipping. Yeah. I don't know no. if you've seen it, but like just in the last week, it's not looking. Great. Right. Nonetheless,
3: there are all these liberals who are trying to berate us, even people who live in safe states. Our vote literally doesn't matter uh, for not voting for Biden. And they keep invoking the, quote unquote, marginalized. And it just doesn't matter how many statistics you show them that point out that the more privileged you are, the more likely you are to vote, the less privilege you have, you are less likely to vote. Yeah. And, and they ju- and they can't comprehend that this huge, you know, construction that we have of quote unquote marginalized people don't all have the same ideas. They're not like an undifferentiated mass of people with the same views and interests. So when you point out when you have someone who's like, you know, black or like a black woman, for instance, saying like, I, am not going to vote for Joe Biden. They just don't have a way to comprehend that. It just doesn't exist to them. I've been watching. They're, they're like Nina Turner or Brie joy. The, those are the exceptions. Those are the, uh, as Jason Johnson said, they're from the Island of misfit black girls. They don't count yeah. as authentically marginalized in their view. They just have these ridiculous ways of, mar- of rationalizing their like, what is ultimately well, the, the fun thing? They don't like actually said, do anything,
2: like you said. The when you find someone who doesn't fit your narrative of all non-white people want the Democrats to win. Uh, <laughs> once that's gone, it just becomes out and out racism, like you yeah. said. Like, yeah. oh, you're from the Black Girl Island. <laughs> <laughs> I've,
1: been, I've been watching liberals. The fuck
2: did you just say to me?
1: <laughs> just uh, block black people when they say like, I actually. Don't want this to be happening. Just fucking block them. It's crazy because it's like out of sight, <laughs> out of mind or whatever. These people are really in a deranged space. And like, I would f- I fight with people online all day. It's just uh, how I pass the time. You know, that's what I do instead of computer solitaire. And like, <clears throat> I got into this thing the other day with uh,
3: that's funny. I'm playing computer solitaire <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm fighting with it's, the guys. From- it helps me stay focused. I'm not uh, I distracted. I don't so give going.
1: a shit. Do whatever you got to do. Um, sure. I so I, I'm friends computer on focus. Facebook with the guy who, like, founded South by Southwest. Because in Austin, he's just an around-town kind of old soul celebrity guy, you know? Everyone just knows him. You see Kinky Friedman around and shit like that. There's just people like that around, right? And um, he uh, he's an idiot, though. He's an old-ass boomer. And, like, a while back, I remember him having a meltdown over the Goya boycott because he, he basically just went on – he's always been an idiot on Facebook, but he went on Facebook and he was like, all right, like, someone explain to me how, you know – not buying, like, I, it's basically fascism if you don't buy these beans. Like, you have to buy things. And what? so, yeah. This is the guy who founded South by Southwest, right? Being in charge of shit and having money does not make you a smart person. It, he, <laughs> people had to explain to him why it's like, you have, like, freedom, like, as a person to not buy Beans from a specific company if you don't agree with their politics or whatever. It was fucking crazy, right? So he's an idiot. Um and then he's been kinda of going but off. All on the me.
2: Greek plays are about. What is freedom?
3: <laughs> Am I free to buy beans?
1: Am yeah. I free
2: to choose my B-
3: beans? If Joe Biden gets elected, we will all be legally mandated to attend South by Southwest. With is
1: or without Is life a
2: just a cave with a bean shaped shadow? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. This philosopher eating beans okay uh <laughs> so, <laughs> uh <clears throat> anyway he's one of these liberals man and like you know it's just raging on like me like i'll just post something about fucking I, i'll post something that's basically saying i i'll i think you should vote for joe biden but it sucks and they're like fuck you you're the reason he's gonna lose right and like i, th- I think what's going on here is that like if you're like us and you go knock doors for candidates and you're in organizations and stuff. And you think about this stuff and you're in all these local races and you're all this bullshit. And you think about it, and you're active in it. Then you know that like, that's the work that kind of needs to get done to mount like an insurgent campaign. Right. But the thing is we went up against the system, which is the media and just the huge tectonic plates above us that move everything around. That's got nothing to fucking do with us. And those things are what biden uses to get elected like the die has already been cast he's sort of like a uh they've made their play and now we just see whether he beats trump and no civic engagement from us is really going to affect that but it could it's the thing is liberals are very passive right so they they've never knocked a door or fucking phone banked or anything so their conception of what our side of the race was is that we just also were passively cheerleading and, like, yelling at people on Facebook, and that's how Bernie got to the point he got, right? So they think, mm-hmm. I think, that that's the game, and then now it's like, now you do this on our side or whatever. And, like, it's it's right there. The, there's a phone banking Biden program. You could do it if you want. None of these fucking people are doing it because politics, you know, to them it's this theater thing where you just, uh, there's no, there's, like, there's like you, the person, the Biden Campaign, the outcome, and then like dots in between, and there's just question marks, you know. And there's there's no (laughs) engagement, there's There's no like connection to you and the outcome. That that makes you crazy. That makes you into a fucking crazy person, where you know you, you you feel like you have no control over anything. So you get this idea, which is that it's a cultural shift. You have to literally run around society grabbing every person you know and if they're the bad person if they're the thing you're deranged about you know which is like this is like the left's version of like a fucking boogeyman or a scapegoat is uh the liberal left mind you then you know you fucking freak out on that person but like they could be like phone banking and trying to get like people who don't think about any of this shit ever the people that don't vote you know to fucking vote for biden they probably win it'll never happen though
2: There's a reason the people who get very into uh, infecting votes, the vote guy, is the same person as the boycott beans guy, generally. And the reason is your entire view of politics and your view of changing and interacting with the world is consumption, Mm. because that's everything we do in our society. And that—that's, I mean, it's not just about like what beans you buy at the store. It's what TV shows you watch. What kind of uh, like do you do you consume? racist media or do you consume like heroic media? And it eventually is all just like, we're all just buying beans.
1: Yeah. You know
3: what I'm saying? I might all beans from start to the top. I don't get, so what was his, because he's a liberal, but he was against the Goya boycott.
1: Yeah. I don't understand it. He was just like, you shouldn't like, he saw something very wrong with people not buying a brand's beans because it's going to harm their, like, business. And business <laughs> is, I guess, like, the sacred thing. It's fucking crazy. This is what liberals are well, at this point. Buy it They're from another business. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to
3: get beans from somebody who's making money. What, Like, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> it's the market. No, these that's people's... literally capitalism.
1: But that's what a fucking liberal is at this point. It's they're just yeah. they far right Republicans. It's fucking insane. Let me see if I can find it. I'll look up <laughs>
2: The other and this The other thing too, this is this goes back to what we were saying earlier about like what were the issues with Bernie's campaign. You have to remember that even though, you know, there wasn't a flawless operation on our side, the odds were never good because we were in this set of conditions against the political establishment that owns of the game Mm -hmm. So you can like pilot it Better but you probably weren't Going to take
3: it either way and for those two Weeks where it looked like we were holy Shit that was crazy (laughs) yeah That was yeah I mean And that's the thing about that's why I say I think the convention would have been canceled because If you look at the uh, Not even the the delegates The people appointed to Run the convention they Are like health insurance Executives so, like, how would that, that would, <laughs> that just wouldn't have happened to have all these people uh, organizing a conference for someone who wants to take away their livelihood and, and yeah, be, like, uh, abolish the industry they work in. Like, that just wouldn't have happened, you know, but it's, uh, I still think it's like a, <laughs> would have been a worthwhile confrontation. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Did you find it?
1: Yeah, I found it. It's fucking weird. You want to hear it?
3: Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it.
1: Okay, this is the guy who found it South by Southwest. Uh, Damn me. Screw me. Shut my mouth. If you believe in economic boycotts, (laughs) that if you don't like a company's owner's beliefs, you should urge people not to buy the products of that company, then you support blacklisting. That was his angle. If one urges <laughs> everyone to not buy boycott because its owner likes Trump, then one thinks it was morally justified when the film industry banned the Hollywood Ten from working because of their political beliefs. If you want to ban Mel Gibson from working because it's said that he doesn't like Jews, then it's morally, morally okay for Dalton Trumbo to be blacklisted because he was a leftist. Grow the fuck up! Oh freedom God. of speech should mean freedom of belief, and if you don't like what someone thinks, you are fine with the trying to destroy and then e- economically, then you. Don't don't support freedom of speech you don't support freedom of belief you don't support uh you don't believe in the bill of rights that is your right but when leftists do that they are giving the right moral permission to do the same it's fascist and the right has always been more effective and sustained at shutting up voices they don't like far more than the left that was about beans
2: (sighs) it's all about beans jake
3: (laughs) this sounds like the the cancel culture thing i mean This guy, I'm not even for the boycott. I don't give a shit. You know, if you buy Goya or not, it doesn't make a difference. But like, yeah, what what is your it's a liberal position to boycott Goya. (laughs) You're just he's just a businessman and he's offended on behalf of business people.
2: Yeah.
1: Which legume Western man? Well, it's. A fundamental like this guy just doesn't understand power like that individual person boycotting something has very little power it's not the same as like the blacklisting of fucking hollywood what do you mean that, that was the employer yeah, how
3: is that is congress brick doing hearings and like shutting goya out of the bean industry are they like like purging Goya employees from, you know, American citizenship. Like, none of that has nothing to do with McCarthyism.
1: I don't know. Um, should we wrap We've this up? We've all learned
3: a valuable <laughs> lesson today.
1: <laughs> we should probably get the fuck out of here. Uh, we're getting close yeah. to episode length. So, any, I don't know, anything else before we wrap up?
3: Um, There's the uh, Pelosi... Uh, well, did we want to talk about the the football team more? Because I had that. This is my new beat. Here, what, is else, my, uh, what else do yeah, you have? Anders is bit.
2: our sports uh, columnist.
3: What yeah. else do you
1: have about the football team?
3: Well, as you were pointing out, there was a headline about their new uh, president. Yeah. Of the, uh, but I guess
1: a fo- you hear this? Football teams have presidents, which is a thing I didn't know. And... Uh, yeah. So the Washington football team that's temporarily called that because they're renaming it from the Washington Redskins. There was just an article I thought was funny because it said they've hired a black president but didn't say his name. So it's like f- football team, black president. Just all <laughs> vagaries.
3: Yeah, it sounded like they hired Obama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Did he, that is what comes to mind as an American for black president. But you yeah. know the thing about if you want to be the president of football, You got to have big hands.
1: (laughs) True.
3: See, this
2: guy. Donald Trump
3: has small hands. (laughs) This guy's name uh, is Jason Wright. He was a uh, football player for a while. And he also, after his NFL career, worked for McKinsey. Um, And he takes sort of the, he has like, Buttigieg like rhetoric. Um, when he's talking about the name, he's uh, he talks a lot about like it's not. Ju- this is a quote from him.
1: No In one, truth, no one ever thought a small town president could become mayor <laughs> of a football team and bring a new new kind of sports to football.
3: Yeah, like listen to what he's. This is what he's saying about a football team changing its name. It's a culture transformation first to make sure that we have an organization that people want to be a part of and that will expand the value of the franchise and make good things happen. In truth, what we are doing is much more than a new name. It is a new identity, a new way of engaging with the world. It's going to inform the way we embed in the community, the way we engage with the fans, like, what I'm does sorry. any of that mean? Why is everything you like this? guy's not
2: using enough football terms <laughs> to be the football president. Get him out of there. Yeah. You can't say it's a Hail Mary with a setup like that.
1: <laughs> Get the fuck out of this job. Football guy 101 is you use the metaphor of getting into the end zone as a to for everything. Literally everything. You start right. a restaurant where it's like touchdown nachos and stuff. It's the only thing. That's uh-huh. the language you speak
2: the name of the franchise is the special teams. (laughs) (laughs) The defense must be stronger than the offense of racism abroad.
3: (laughs) But in terms of the name, so he's, he's talking about this, like engaging with the community stuff. Uh, And I think what he sort of means by that is they are trying to get feedback from the fans as to what the new name should be. Uh, my cards are on the table. I would like it to be the Washington Hogs. That, I think, is the only uh, name <laughs> that makes any damn bit of sense, considering that was already the nickname for um, the offensive line in the 1980s. And it's, Hogs are a very football-like animal. It's just perfect. Absolutely <laughs> it's perfect. It's a
1: football-like animal. Yeah, they
3: it's are. A, they, yeah, they yeah, the football
2: there. is made of them. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's not funny.
1: I think it's a good point. Washington, it should be clowns. it would be funny if there's a football team whose mascot be, yeah. is clowns.
3: That yeah, would like be, tough clowns. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
3: like that, big I, ones. I would be somewhat okay with that. What I don't want is them to choose the Red Wolves, which now what? seems to be the leading. It's so stupid. The most boring. Does Washington fucking have name. wolves? No. <laughs> there's no wolves. I mean, actually, well, you know, I, there might be. Off. There are deer here. I've seen a. There, the Rock Creek Park is huge and there are deer. And like I saw like a stork yesterday. It's like there's a crazy amount of wildlife here. But I don't believe there are wolves. There might be some in, in Virginia. But you look up. I'll well, tell you this. There's way more clowns than wolves in that town. Yeah, That's true.
2: The clowns would make sense. But it, I'll tell you this: I that should be the Washington huge titties, <laughs> just like mine. My wife, my wife, Doctor Jill Biden. We come and we push them together, and we're feeding America,
3: and that's a, that's what this campaign's about. But this red wolf idea—it's a boring name. You know, it's like who cares about a fucking wolf? It's a fox. You know, when you think of it, that's that's a fox. But I guess there is this species of wolf called the red wolf. It's not even red. If you look, at, look it up online, it's, there's like maybe a tint in the fur, but I, they do not appear to be red this at all. This
2: idea is an abomination from start to finish. It I'm really Richie is. Sanders.
3: It really is. I hope and it, it better not be the red Turf. It's an astroturf idea. No one actually wants this, but they they keep saying another person suggested red wolves. No one's suggesting. Them. Who did it? Show me who it was. <laughs> Show they, me one person. I don't want to. Bla- I don't want to put their names on blast. They've gotten enough heat from me already. But uh, the website to submit an idea, and I'm encouraging whether or not you are a fan of the Washington football team, go to WashingtonJourney.com dot uh, backslash submit hyphen and uh, hyphen idea backslash and suggest hogs, please. Suggest hog. They might hog. There are other ideas. The rhinos, that's kind of cool. They're football-like. The metros, interesting. I don't know how I feel about that one. They, well, all, um, all your
1: ideas that they have to be football-like? But the, well, my but idea it is that they like should it be the hogs. you
3: into a corner, Anders. They don't have to. They have to be the hogs is what I'm Shooting for because I think that makes the most sense. I like you it. gotta uh,
2: believe in yourself. Stop leaving ground for the rhinos. It's hogs or bust.
1: There's
3: two. Yes, I'm saying like there are some things that are more acceptable than others, and rhinos I would take over red wolves any day.
1: I think I like it when so there's like two schools of thought on like naming a band or something. There's like the the strokes, the hives, the, like, 1950s era. It's a noun with an S on the end. And then there's, like, a, like a general, like, uh, the darkness or something like that. Or, like... Or no, the... Uh, yeah, the the dropping the the is a very modern thing. So, like, we could do that. Or they could be, like, an emo band from, like, the aughts where it's a f- full fucking sentence or something. That'd be uh-huh. kind of cool. But I th- think... That they should also Lincoln woke it up. Football. Lincoln football. Yeah, football park. <laughs> the uh,
3: Lincoln Projects. The Washington <laughs> Lincoln Project.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The anti-racism. The democracy. Like something really stupid that everyone would just fucking hate. And they could be a heel team. They could be the identity <laughs> well, be politics cool. team that everyone would hate and want to beat. You know?
3: Well, one of the values. ideas is the Washington Red Tails, which is a reference to the Tuskegee Airmen um but there's already no that some- also sucks yeah some people are like that's that's just the same thing as <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> redskins yeah um i mean there are some so it is interesting because i'm a vikings fan the harriet first Tubman's. and foremost and the vikings are actually you know it makes sense because there's a large Scandinavian population in Minnesota who was like, hell yeah, that's us up there playing. But th- that doesn't, ex- that's not the same thing as the Redskins, right? There's, there wasn't like an indigenous, uh, group population in DC that was clamoring for like a slur to become, you know, their team. Uh, um, but in Seattle, I will say I was sort of offended at one of the potential names for the hockey team, which was the Nordiques. Which is the stupidest yeah. fucking wow. with a
2: Q? And they say it with a patois like that.
3: Yeah, the Nordiques.
1: The Washington uh, Com. Thankfully, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but thankfully they chose actually a great name for Seattle. Their NHL team is called the Kraken.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw that. Which
3: I think is very cool. Yeah, uh,
1: Kraken's so Kraken's if they lose, are cool, I yeah, guess. But the problem if is, they lose you call them. Their logo is the Stussy. It's the S that you draw on your homework yeah. when you're a kid. That's fucking weird.
2: I think that's cool. I think that's fun. I guess um, that's cool. But what does it have to do with football,
3: Anders? It's th- that's a hockey team. Okay. Seattle is all the right. You're the sports football. correspondent. Sports correspondent. You're I think it's sports? great. I don't know. I think
2: Kraken is great. Sports.
3: If they lose, you can call them the Karens. And if they win, you can call them the Seattle Kratom.
2: When we break up this show, I want to be the relationship expert. That's okay. my new role. You are a married man, so that makes yeah, sense. I'm a man of I'm a man of wife and a man of Christ.
1: I want to do uh, weather my two commitments. I want to do. Action. I'll
2: tell you, there's one storm I can weather, and that's a argument with the love of my life. <laughs> and I can help you with your storms. Please help me help her accept my hat. She uh, hates it. There is only so much I can do. I've been trying to buy a bucket hat for years, and part of part of a relationship is saying I won't have a bucket hat, and I'm I'm not a man anymore.
1: How about a Mister Bucket hat? You know, it's got a little face on it. It's <laughs> upside down. <laughs> He's, it's, like Mister Potato Head, but it's a bucket hat. No, do you remember that game, Mister Bucket? There's like a commercial from the '90s. Oh! It's like funny because he keeps going on, Mr. Bucket. You put your balls in my mouth, I'm Mr. Bucket. It's like someone did it. Someone did it as they slipped it in there as a joke. Somebody in the nineties. Even
2: funnier than "Don't Wake Daddy." That
1: was also that a pretty previous weird one.
2: king of funny board games.
1: <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. We're at an hour and a half. That's a podcast. Agreed. Lots of jokes yeah. in here for you. All right, no boring research. Mm-hmm. You didn't learn anything today. Hope you enjoyed your slop. You beautiful angels. I
2: know less than when this started.
1: (laughs) I learned a little bit about Kamala's dad. That was pretty cool. Okay. uh, Fucking plugs. Listen to Why You Mad. Listen to this show. Sign up for our Patreon. We have merch for sale. It's all linked and all this stuff. And um, give us a review on iTunes so that it outweighs... The people that <laughs> organized <laughs> harass me all the time and uh, try to to sink our ratings. Um, I know you're listening, chuds. There are like full there are chuds who are like learning Final Cut and shit and listening to entire podcasts of mine to I don't know to show them to Big J Oakerson or something. And uh, thank you for listening, by the way. But also, uh, if you if you're, if you're not one of them, go ahead and give us a. Like a five star, four star, whatever the fuck it is rating. I don't know. It helps us get right. more listeners.
2: That's it. Yeah. Politics starts with you. Leave a positive review. <laughs> <laughs> um listen to Ballin' Out Super. I just put out my next radio play on the Ballin' Out Super feed. It's called Police Academia, Blue Hero X. If you want to hear me play a variety of cops and do all of the worst anime noises I know how to make. That is now on the balling out super feed. Please take a minute to listen and uh, stay, stay beautiful. You
3: stay beautiful. Uh, <laughs> at Anders Lee here on Twitter, Dursley One Instagram. You can watch me on Redacted tonight on uh, Portable TV. Um, and please, uh, little electoral plug here. Please phone bank for Alex Morse. I actually think this is a big race. It will take out uh, one of the most corrupt incumbents in Congress of either party, um, and, uh, move, move progressives up the, up the, uh, chain in in the the house. Also, uh, I was feeling conflicted about this because Ed Markey voted for Iraq. So I, I don't think I could bring myself to phone bank for him, but Pelosi just endorsed Kennedy. So you, if you want to, you know, show her up, uh, if you want to make her mad and humiliate her, uh, that sounds sort of sexist. If you want, that's like a sexual thing. Not as a sexual thing. Uh, if you want to beat the centrist wing of the Democratic Party, please vote. To please vote and phone bank for Edward Markey in Massachusetts. Uh, if you are not an electoral po- politics person, or you are and you also want to get involved in direct action in the Washington football team area on Tuesday, <laughs> August twenty fifth. Um, residents of Park Morton are being displaced um, during the pandemic. Uh, th- there's a, a coalition of groups that is going to be rallying and trying to disrupt the, uh, the eviction, and that's going to be happening on August 25th at 3.30 on Tuesday, and it's at uh, 615 Morton Street Northwest at the Park Morton Resident Council building. So please come out to that
1: um good yeah shit i was gonna say something i forgot it we yeah not to get too into the morse stuff and the cancel culture the morse sinkhole. code uh but yeah you should vote for all those people um you should vote for ed markey for sure he's better than he is bad and nancy pelosi's trying to kill him with a stake through his heart i uh Also, hey, if you're in New York, and you were involved in mutual aid and stuff like that at all? I've been working with this group called the Comedy Resistance to raise money for PPE and stuff like that for the homeless and the unhoused. I guess I the woker way to say it: um, <laughs> the homeless, comma the unhoused. Nope, that doesn't work either. Listen,
3: why is that better than <laughs> I homeless? Fucking, I don't,
1: I don't know. It's
3: <laughs> we're not people that without. Show. Walls.
1: People of, you know, sidewalk or whatever. I don't know. Um,
2: (laughs) The open sky. The tribe of the open sky.
1: Homeless X. So, listen, I'm not going to say this sort of stuff (laughs) when I do this, but I am going to give out uh, PBE on my bike. I'm going to go around New York and do this. But if you are involved in mutual aid at all and you have, like, shelters and stuff like that, anywhere I can, like, um send this stuff in bulk hit me up because i have it and i can keep raising money i can keep bringing stuff like this to town and giving it out but uh you know if if you have a, a place where this stuff can go that anyone needs it let me know i am just a channel of communication that's all i'm bringing to the table here all right i think that's it yeah
2: it's another one of these <laughs> i love you <laughs>
1: I love finished. you. Remember
2: when we said that last time? Some, That's what we're going to start saying at the end now.
1: Someone on the Patreon asked us to keep saying, I love you. <laughs> I, lo- I love you. I love you.
3: I'm uh, <laughs> Scandinavian, so I don't think I can say that. Say so it. I, I feel it. I love you. <laughs>
0: say it to the listener. <laughs> it's finished.